Hello, and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me is our teaching pastor, Brent. It's great to be back. Yeah, we took a little hiatus because I was gone. You were in sunny San Diego. Yeah, it How was did it sunny. All go? It went really well. Yeah, yeah, it was like sixty, which for me, I wore shorts and went to the beach, and all the locals oh, were like, man. "Oh, I'm so sorry, it's so cold. Try and stay warm." Yeah, and I was like, parkas. "I was like, um, do you it's know what's happening two degrees back in where I live? At do you know right where it's at? Yeah, <laughs> they were we like, oh. in the single digits. Yeah." <laughs> Like, I'm good. Yeah. Did you um, revolutionize the world with your presentation? No, but I did really well. Good. And um, I was able to answer all the questions they asked without my like um, professor jumping having in. to jump in, really. And yeah. he even told me after, he's like, I didn't jump in because you were doing great. Nice. And I was like, yay. Um, and there was this like really, <laughs> there's this really old guy who has come to a lot of the conferences and he asks, like, really, uh, he often, like always ask questions and they're usually kind of like long-winded and often a little difficult. And he was in my session, Oh Joy, Oh Rapture. Yeah, sure he was. Um, and he did ask me a question that really had nothing to do with what I had talked about. Um, was it, what is your phone number? No. Is that the question that he asked you? No. God, no. He's like got to be at least 80. No, I know, but... <laughs> You, you act as if 80-year-old men aren't interested in females' phone numbers, uh, but anyways. Fair. Yeah. Um, I'm No, he didn't ask me that because okay. that would be super inappropriate. Sure. But, um, Kyle, Kevin, this is a scientific <laughs> seminar. You know the rules. We've, had, we've no. talked to you about this before. <laughs> he asked me about like carcinogens be- from wildfire smoke in like, fruit, in like the plants, and I was like, well... Like, yeah, that is something that definitely needs to be thought about, but that's not something the wine industry is looking at because sure. they're way more concerned with like the flavor and uh, aroma compounds that Got it. are impacting it. Yeah. So I was able to like answer it, you know, and it's like, but you're right. That is definitely something that needs to be considered in all of our sure. produce products that get exposed to wildfires. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So was I he personally a smoker? Was he like personally invested in this because of the carcinogens in his lungs? <laughs> think so oh, okay. i don't know he's like Dude, uh, if i drink this wine and i smoke a cigarette <laughs> is this going to be an issue if i cruella uh, deville this thing is this going to be a problem i don't know but i did have one of the other like second year so at this point like the people in my same cohort like this is our fourth conference that we've been to and the august conference that we do is like a lot of time just us and so like i know them pretty well by now yeah and one of the other like second years who was also doing their talk was like oh i was so glad he wasn't in mine and i was like yeah because he was in mine <laughs> i usually the short straw uh, fun but yeah it went well and i had like two or three people come up like that i didn't know come up and tell me like see me and made a point to tell me that they thought i did a really good job nice so. Um, I think it went well. Did you have any downtime? Did you get to go to yeah. Old Town or do no. any good? So Mexican last food year, last year we went to um, we went like downtown, like Bobo Park and stuff. Yeah, me and one of the other like second year, uh, one of the other like co people in my cohort. And then this year, um, I, but I realized last year I didn't actually go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> at all and so this year I was like I'm going to the beach um so on Thursday I got there like a little bit early before things started and so um that same person her name's Elizabeth and I went to like the closest we like lifted Ubered to the closest beach and just walked and watched the sunset on the beach um before dinner and then on Sunday I had like a after like an evening flight well originally I had an evening flight um 
And so I went to, there's like a natural, like a national wildlife monument um, called um, Cabrillo National Monument. And it's like right on the point of like, so you can see the bay on one side and then the ocean on the other. Um, so I went there and did like a little, little hike and wandered around and looked at the lighthouse and tried to look for whales, but I didn't see any. Um, and they have really cool tide pools there, but when the time that I was there, the tide was high. So I didn't even really go down um, to the tide pool area. So, but I went and ventured that and then I kind of came back early and thankfully I did because, <laughs> um, my flights changed every single time. Like my flight there got canceled and then changed. And then my flight, um, and then my flight home, I was originally on the 6 PM flight out of San Diego, San Diego to Seattle. And then, um, the like last flight from Seattle to Pasco getting into Pasco at like midnight. And then, like it got pushed, it got delayed to like 7 PM. And I was like, okay, that'll be a really tight layover, but I can still do it. And then it got pushed to like eight. And I happened to see that it got pushed to eight at like 3 PM, 2.50. And I was already like back at the hotel and I was just, I was like, I'll just like kind of take my time and then wander over to the airport and hang out there. And and I'm really, really glad I was at that point because I was able to get to the airport in time to make the 4 p.m. flight mm. from San Diego to Seattle. So you missed your Seattle flight to um, And I wouldn't have made it except for that one had been delayed by like a half hour, 45 minutes. And so, and I got like the last seat on <laughs> the Tis plane. The season. I don't know if I've talked to anybody in the last month that their flight itinerary has gone as planned. Well, when like 50% of the airlines have probably a solid 30% of their fleet on the ground, yeah. it's, it's a mess. It's rough. It's yeah. a rough go. And I told the Alaska person, like when I got, cause I went up to the counter and I was like, I'm I'd gonna... like one with all doors uh, intact. Is <laughs> no. What you said. I, no, I was like, I'm going to miss my connection right now. What can you do for me? Yeah. Um, and, and I was like, I just want you to know, like, I'm not mad. I understand. Like it is crazy right now. I get that. I just, if at all possible, want to get home today. Yeah. And so she was like, all right, I think I can get you on this flight. And I was like, okay, can I make it through TSA in time? And I don't know. There was, I will be completely honest with you. There was a lot of things that could have gone horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah. In terms of me not getting there when I wanted to or getting back in time. And everything just ended up like opening up. Mm. It was just like door, 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 door. Cause like the TSA line was super duper long and like, and I'm like standing there panicking and right when I get in, they like opened another line and I like went in and like got it. Yeah. And like the flight that I was trying to get on was delayed and the, you know, like just like all these things and like even going down, like my connection in Seattle, like when I was going down was like 50 minutes. And I did you just post hashtag blessed life. On I mean, all of if your I was still on long? socials, I would have because <laughs> I am not kidding you. I was like, uh, I was like, I like genuinely thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Like, I like so many, like it genuinely door after door after door, just like opening. And I know, like, that's ridiculous, right? Because I, it's not important <laughs> what I'm doing or what I, like I had time, I could have stayed, it was fine. Like, but like thing after thing after thing after thing, just going right. Yeah, that's um, good. Even even when it wasn't how it was originally planned, just yeah. like doors opening. So yeah, 
Speaking of screwed up travel plans, obviously yeah. this weekend was <laughs> awful with uh, all of the ice and yeah. everything. And uh, I, I asked you when you first came in, how are the roads? And you said, they're fine. They're great. And I was like, not today, goofball. Of course they're fine today. Like the three days that nobody yeah. left their homes. And I was like, yeah, I was also in the category yeah. of not leaving my home. I didn't drive until yesterday afternoon once yeah. it warmed up. Yeah. Uh, so we, uh, we foolishly, so foolish. <laughs> Kylie decided that she wanted to take London skiing on Friday. Okay. And this was Thursday that we were like, okay, we can, you know, that'd be fun. You guys should yeah. go. I'll stay with the rest of the kids here. Well, then the pizzers, uh, our friends texted us yeah. and said, could you watch car for the day? And was like, Hey, we should take car skiing. Cause yeah. you know, we have to watch her. Well, you know, we don't have to, but you yeah. know, like there's, how how uh, how many hours can we spend yeah. here at the church or whatever? So let's she's never been. Let's go. Let's do that. Uh, so then we get out and he texts me in the morning. He's supposed to drop her off at six forty five. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna be late because these roads are terrible." <laughs> and we got going, and it was like we we're at that spot where we yeah, you were, were like we're out and doing stuff this weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were um, north of Pasco on the freeway to Prescott and <laughs> passing cars in the ditch after ditch after oh ditch, my gosh. and I was like. Listen, I think this was a really bad idea, and I think <laughs> that we should turn. I think maybe we should turn around. Oh no! And honestly, the only thing that kept us going was that Chris and Aubrey had already prepaid for Kari's oh. <laughs> rental, and I know I would have never heard of the end of it from Chris Pitts. Yeah. Like, remember that time that I paid for my kids' rental? You and know what you though? I feel it? like if your comeback was, I was worried about the safety of your child. No, he's too cheap. <laughs> you 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 work I do with know him. him. <laughs> he would have been like, make her walk. I don't know. Whatever. Safety comes second, right? <laughs> we had a, we had in our family text string. We were um, we were doing all kinds of other stuff. We had we went uh, sledding the day that uh, um, school was. Oh, so we went Saturday, I guess. So, oh, okay. so Friday was the yeah. day the school was canceled. Yeah, yeah. So we went down to the river and she uh, wanted to park there. And my my son built a, a ramp for oh. the sled. <laughs> Did you see this at all? No. I did post this. Well, I'm I'm still not on social media. Oh, so not even like to, I know you don't post anything, but you don't no, even. No, I'm not like, even like on it. Things. Okay, uh-uh. unless it's like sometimes on like Messenger. If your story's like scrolling on Messenger, I yeah. sometimes will see that. But I don't think it, I. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so he mentions that he has built this thing. He built it the day before with with, with the snow, and uh, and you might be sitting there going, Brent, I've been to Chiawana Park. There are no hills in Chiawana Park, and to that I would say you're right. There are no hills in Chiawana Park. <laughs> Except for about a 15 foot section from the sidewalk <laughs> straight into the river. Oh no. And, oh no. And so that's where his ramp <laughs> no! is, is right in front of the river. And is this Grayson? honestly, yeah, it's okay. Grayson. And he's, <laughs> and he, he's, he, we brought some friends, some neighborhood friends now, and we're all, and we go down there and look at him, and they're sliding down, and their jump, I'm not kidding you, Megan, is six feet from the Shut river. Shut up. So they jump, they land, and then immediately you have to break or fall or twist or, like Grayson did, end up in the river oh my a couple God. of times. Oh just my soaking gosh. wet. No, and it was so cold. So cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, it, you know, like, and I'm like, Grayson, come on, man. I told you, like, you got to stop. You got to, like, he kind of plays it up, right? Jumps yeah. and then, oh, fall, 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 splash. Yeah. And you're like, buddy, come on, man. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then all of a sudden it hits you. And he's like, dad, I got to go home. I, I can't feel I'm, my toes. I have hypothermia. I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, that's what happens, bud. So I'm going to make you stay out here now. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't, I didn't do that. I should have. 
So it was a it was a cold weekend. We uh, yeah. we did uh, we had some we had some fun like what are we situational game yeah. stuff in terms of our church board <laughs> trying to decide do we do church do we not do church mm-hmm. we saw people canceling all over the place and uh, but uh, we were like well let's like make the call in the morning let's kind of decide and how how it goes and I drove from Pasco I, like I left at my house at like five thirty to uh-huh. try and get here to just see what it was like because we were yeah. gonna we're gonna make the call by six yeah and Pasco was awful. It was awful. It was so bad. <laughs> and I was like, we're canceling. We're definitely canceling. And then I got on the freeway, uh-huh. and the freeways weren't bad at all. Oh, like, okay. I was getting passed by cars going like 60, and oh, I was going like 25. Yeah. So <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, maybe I'm an idiot. But also, I'm driving a, a relatively newer car to me that yeah. I didn't want to have anything done to it. So I'm like, I don't care. I have a half hour to get to church, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then G-Way wasn't that wasn't actually oh, like okay. I know like uh, I don't want to go against I mean like listen was it safe N- no probably not <laughs> but the ri- On the and scale. I know the Richland PD posted something about this is like the worst they've seen in their entire careers yeah and I guarantee I know that that was true for some of these side streets because yeah. I did go sliding through the intersection right there on Williams <laughs> and <laughs> had to reverse and then come back in yeah. so yes those were the side streets were exceptionally bad getting out of the neighborhood was awful awful yeah. awful awful. But it's kind of like sometimes when you go through hard things and you get done and you think to yourself, that wasn't that bad. That wasn't that bad. That wasn't that bad. Right? That was you. And then you almost, but you almost died, but you didn't. And then you're like, <laughs> I think it was fun. I think I actually had fun rolling through that intersection. And so I'm posting out there and John Inman was there early too. And we were both like, I don't know. I think we just, you know, we just let people self-select. If they don't have four-wheel yeah. drive, if they don't want to do it, like there's no obligation. We have a great live stream. Like yeah. we're going to crush the live stream. Well, yeah. You're there already. You're going to do the live stream. I was going to do the live stream. Even if we canceled, yeah. we're yeah. still going to film it from there and, and call it good. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so we were like, well, let's just open it up and see yeah. how we do. I think we were. The only church I know of in the Tri-Cities that did it. I'm following everybody else. And what's really funny, if I can I, if I can just like uh, poke uh, the bear a little bit on this, it, it, and I'm saying this joke tongue-in-cheek, okay? okay. Just so you know, yeah. this is me uh, just having a good time with my, with my dad, who is a pastor at a church in Pasco. <laughs> Uh, and then they, well, I mean, their new lead retired pastor. pastor. He's retired. He's the yeah, senior yeah. guy there. But I, but I included him in the text because I oh, wanted yeah. him to hear it. Uh-huh. And their their new lead pastor, uh-huh. who they were the night before, the only other church to be like, hey, we're gonna go for it. We're we're doing this. So I was like, oh, okay, good. I got somebody else, right? And yeah. then that morning they get on their like, their nope. Instagram and they go, hey, we're not gonna do the nine. <laughs> we are gonna do the ten thirty, right? Uh-huh. And then they and then they got on at like nine fifteen. Like, just kidding. We're not even doing the ten thirty. <laughs> So they canceled everything, right? So uh, I get done with church, and y- you watch from home. I did, yes. And it, uh, and so did, as I mentioned to you, about two hundred yeah. people. <laughs> I it was. I actually watched bits of both. And oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, uh, dev- in the nine o'clock or the nine fifteen service, you definitely commented on it more. But yeah, you could tell it was sparse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, and, and it was, and I forget how much of a difference, uh, like a crowd, like I could hear individual laughs. Yeah, like I'd be like, "That's Bjorn laughing." Oh, yeah. there's Katie laughing. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like in my mind, where previously, like you have to have a very distinct yeah, you can noise. Like you, hear me I can laugh. hear you. Yeah, but that's because I'm so used to it. Yeah, most people I can't do that with. Yeah. but this one I was like, okay, that's. 
That's who I'm talking to. Did it bring you back to COVID times? Yeah, it did. It felt very (laughs) COVID-like. But it felt weird because in COVID, like I had permission from, it was almost only our staff that was there on uh Sundays. So like you guys had no expectations for me to like look at you. I I looked at the camera like 95% of the time. uh This one, I kind of felt like this like dance between like, which one do I give priority to? Because we've always said from here on, from like here on out, we are going to try and give priority to people who yes. are in the room because yeah. that's that's and then and then I'll but I want to include the people from the camera yeah. so I look up at that but that feels people on the people on the other side of a camera don't feel as alienated as people in the room yes. when I focus on the room yeah. or when I focus on the camera yeah, so yeah. anyways so this one I was like but what do I do like how much <laughs> what's the percentage and that's I think part of that first service I was just a little bit like I wow I got to get I haven't been used to this <laughs> feeling in a while. It's been yeah. two years since we've yeah. really like done the fo- camera focus piece. Um, so that was a little different, but um, yeah. And you did great. That was, it was, uh, it was fine. It was okay. It was, it was good. <laughs> I liked it. I liked second service a little bit better. So if you were in first, That's the one I apologize. watched all of. Did you? Okay, yeah. good. That was, that was Cause better. I um, had a plumber at my house. That yeah. was the other reason I didn't. You're blowing <laughs> pipes over there. and, and I, uh, Yeah, I had an outdoor... Again, another instance of something going wrong that could have gone so much more wrong than it did. Um, but yeah, I had an outdoor spigot burst and I noticed it. Uh, at, it burst at like 9.30 or 10 o'clock on Saturday night. Yeah. And I noticed it because um, my water pressure dropped and I... And it was just the outdoor spigot and it just like poured water down my like side driveway into the street. So you're welcome neighbors for that ice rink. And, um, but it didn't like there, I looked under the crawl space. There was no water in the crawl space. And I remembered in a like mad panic on the brink of tears. I remembered how to turn my water off. Um, so I did spend the night without water, but, um, it's capped and I have water and feeling good, feeling pretty good other than the enormous like emergency plumber bill. But, you know, <laughs> it's okay. I have a yeah. good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pick up some subclasses this week just to cover the bills. Oh, yeah, I probably should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's good. So that was the other reason I listened at home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so we did continue our series, our known series, and uh, talk through the confession of Peter on the mountaintop in Caesarea Philippi overlooking a town. And uh, that I I think the context of it of the town itself lean or like informs a little bit about the language that Jesus is using uh, to try and um, uh, navigate some of that, uh, and then hearing Peter's challenge and what what Jesus is trying to do through this conversation of shaping Peter into the person that he becomes, because it's very very clear that there are a bunch of rough edges on a lot of the disciples that do get smoothed over in what we see written about them in. Luke's version of Acts and the Acts of the Apostles, Peter becomes like this, like like you can tell he's focused on wisdom now and he's mm-hmm. experienced in years and not as brash and raw as he as he once was, and I think that that comes as a result of some of the moral foundations that are being or, and and uh, yeah formations that are coming through his time with Jesus as mm-hmm. as you would as you as anybody has done working mm-hmm. with somebody who's been a mentor for you and you're a better plumber you're a better electrician yep. you're a better teacher because yep. of the time spent with this person. Person and you're a little bit more understanding yeah. and uh, whatever else, um, and so and I, I did. I remember there, there's a quote in that 
book, um, but he it's not it's you're, not uh, the book you're yeah, referencing for the series. The, yeah, the how to know a person, but it's not David Brooks in this. He's quoting somebody else, Montaigne, who who says something about um, you can get other people's knowledge, but you can't necessarily translate that into their wisdom. Like you have to get your own wisdom. Yeah. You um, you yourself have to take that knowledge and turn it into wisdom. Yes, yeah. exactly. We can we can impart knowledge to you, but we yeah. can't impart our wisdom mm-hmm. to you. You have to kind of develop that for yourself. Yeah. And I remember I didn't I knew. I, that was really, really good. And I wrote that, that down. I'm really like, good. I need to put that in my office somewhere, but it didn't really fit in Sunday's talk yeah. as much. I could have gone that direction, <laughs> but it didn't. Um, but I think that kind of what we see with Jesus in his in his conversation with Peter is trying to shape him into, this is what a wise person would do in this situation. I'm not just telling you the truth about stuff, although I will affirm that truth in you. And I will you know highlight that mm-hmm. and, and say, like, I, I think, uh, you know, what you've said is uh, is... The truth that it was not given to you, you didn't make it up, you're not regurgitating something, you thought of this on your own. You really do genuinely think that I'm the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And it's on that that I'm gonna build my church. So there's there's some of that going on, but then but then his his ability to just kind of lead him into something bigger and, and beyond is, yeah. is really, really good. Well, and because Peter's like, Yeah, you're the Messiah, but then he's like, uh, Jesus, you can't talk about dying. <laughs> like, yeah, don't, so don't do that, man. So immediately like, yeah. <laughs> you think you know, but it hasn't really infiltrated all of your thoughts. Cause yeah. now you say that. And then you're trying to give me advice on how to do things, which means you don't truly believe yeah. that I'm the Messiah. Yeah. So, or you don't fully understand what me being the Messiah that's, means. That's probably right? more accurate because if he was to say, "I thought you said you think I'm the Messiah," he'd be like, "I do. No, yeah, I do." Yeah, yeah. And and not even like that. He didn't know that the, about the sacrificial part, but like not fully understanding the authority of the Messiah, yeah. right? Like, because I don't think I would fully like. I'd be like, "Yeah, you're the Messiah. You're in charge." But I would probably still be the person who's like, "I don't think you should say that." Yeah. Like that would totally be me. I could totally see myself doing that. Yeah. That's not what messiahs say and and he'd be like wait i but i am but the I'm messiah, the messiah. <laughs> and yeah i'd be and like I oh wanted, this oops. is what i want to say this you're, is what i oh yep yeah. you're right okay. sorry about that you get to do you yeah uh, I, yep you're right <laughs> i yeah. don't think that's a good call but okay yeah like, exactly <laughs> um and it, so brooks obviously is not writing this from it's not a christian book you know I, I think i've tried to make that clear i think that brooks himself has some christian tendencies and would probably maybe identify as christian um but in this part his goal is not let, let let's make the world become christian his goal is um re-looking at where are we forming our moral foundations mm-hmm. and have we everyone kind of passed the buck on it we just said education used to be the place where mm-hmm. form moral I, education I think education is still a place where that happens and and in it's when it's operating well, I think yeah. that that's true. Because we do character work and yeah. moral foundation stuff. But I've noticed, what I've noticed is there, when there is no reinforcement at home, yeah, it doesn't hold weight. And so like, yeah, we can talk about all these things, but if they go, like I can talk about having integrity or being resilient or- but if that's not rewarded but at if, home. If and if at they home, only see the benefits yeah. of, of the opposite of that. Yeah, then it doesn't hold weight. They can't, yeah. like they're going between two worlds that are telling them two different things. So yeah. when I sit and tell a kid, like you just gave up on yourself because you got mad at one little thing. He's like, no, it's because I didn't want to do it. Well, yeah, yeah, that's giving up on yourself. That's a conversation I had today, by the way. Yeah. Um, and 
but like he's like no that's not how i see it and i was like that's how every other adult in this building would see it for you and he's like that's just not how i see it and i but like so i'm like i'm trying i'm we're doing it like we as a school have this thing so what you're doing is you're revealing a a deeper rooted issue which is you define reality by the way that you see the world yeah right which is (laughs) a tough way to live (laughs) yeah he's he's gonna it's gonna be fun for a little rude awakening buddy (laughs) i don't know when that will happen but yeah it's so so that's my pushback because i think it is still happening in schools and i think the education system is still trying to do it, at least the ones I've been part of. Sure. But I think that there is, at least for some kids, a lack of support for that at home and a lack of reinforcement for that at home. Because I know like when I was growing up, like you learned it at home and I learned that stuff at school and I learned it at home. Like yeah. it was reinforced at home and education and, and full disclosure, like I know I grew up in a well-educated middle-class family like that that our family culture fit the culture of school very very well and so like it wasn't a hard it wasn't a hard transition for me I didn't have to go between two different cultures in that way and so but it's still like I can't fight what your mom is telling you at home yeah because your mom's words carry so much more weight than mine yep even in high school when you aren't always a fan of your mom you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like your mom's words carry more weight than mine every day. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. That that was one piece. I was like, well, I think we are still, at least I'm still trying to do it at school. Yeah, um, and which is great. I mean, I think that uh, I I didn't mean, you know, I don't think that Brooks means to say it's happening zero times, but yeah. it's it's oftentimes like not what we think the school the school should be you know well you go you graduate you know by the time you graduate you know what you're supposed to and you're like no you're trying to train them to be social citizens like in our in our in our society but i think that there's i think what i think the real problem is there's a deterioration in the partnership between families and schools and so like i feel like schools like families and schools used to be one like in step with each other and we're doing this together and we support each other and I support your teacher's word and your teachers support what I say. And, um, and I feel like there's a lot more conflict between families and schools now. Um, and it's a little more like, what are they doing to our kids and how is that happening? And I can't believe this is going on. And instead of walking into a school and saying, and having a teacher be like, I'm really struggling to help your student. And having the parent be like, I can see that. How can we help do this? Yeah, right? right. And I'm not saying that that doesn't happen because it does. And yeah. there are a lot of wonderful parents who walk into school buildings and are like, how can we help my kid be successful? Mm-hmm. And they look at the teachers and they listen to the teachers and they're like, yes, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of parents who just come in fighting. The, I think there's a lot of parents who, and this is not supposed to be a podcast on no. the school education system, <laughs> but- drop off their kid at school like they drop off their car to get worked on mm-hmm. and say, I'm coming back at three. And I expect it to be Have fixed. it be fixed when mm-hmm. I get here. And, <laughs> and But and, I don't, I I see them eight hours a day. You have them the other yeah, 16. Yeah, yeah, right. And however many months in the summer yeah, and yeah, weekends and yeah. all, all so, the things. So yeah. like your, like as a parent, your impact is so much more than mine. Right. And I'm not saying teachers don't have an impact or it isn't a big impact because it is. Yeah. And I know that. Yeah. Top three, right? Yeah. Coaches, teachers, parents. Yes. And those would be, and yeah. not in that order. Yeah. I, I'm just saying. But yeah. Just in terms of like the volume of hours that I have with students, like especially as a secondary teacher, I see your kid for one hour a day. Yeah. You see your kid 16 
Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously they're probably sleeping through that time, but like the volume of time that you see your kid is much higher than for me. Yeah. So yep. that was a, that was one thing I was thinking about. Anything um, else stands out? Yeah. The other thing I was thinking about was, um, the, like, um, in order to find yourself, you have to like lose yourself. Like that part of the gospel. I think sometimes that can get like abused by the church, right? Like it means, like it gets used as a way of saying you have to like, um, like not think of yourself ever or like let abuse happen or, um, I had it really, Oh, taking advantage or not addressing problematic behavior. Like it can be leveraged to like do bad things a lot. And so I think sometimes people, people who particularly aren't churched hear that and think you, right. Yeah. Yeah, um, sure. But I think what it really, I think the way like I've interpreted it or like thought about it is it's more about like changing your mind to a, what's best for from a, what's best for me to a, what's best for my community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, uh, I'm going to read a lot cause I like wrote it cause I was at my house and I like, but had time to think about what I wanted to say. Yeah. And you didn't have any water to drink while you were there. So. <laughs> well, no, I had water at that point. Oh. So, <laughs> um, so I see it as a call to be community minded. So to do things that are in the best interest for your community, even if it means you don't have the full advantage immediately in the long run, a strong community benefits you more anyway. So I really think like, yeah, like doing what Jesus asks, like thinking of that first, but I think anytime you look at the gospel, Jesus is asking people to think of their community first. Yeah. Like before you do what's best for you, think about what's best for your community. And maybe sometimes that is like, I need to take care of, like I need to eat or I need to whatever. But like if it's a choice between how can I serve my community or am I just going to spend all of my time on myself? Like choose that community piece, choose other people as well. Um, and maybe before occasionally, right. Mm-hmm. Then yourself. Cause I think of that sometimes too. Like when I, sometimes I will like babysit for my friends, even if I don't really want to, but it's because I know like they need that from me. Mm. Like, yeah. and so I'm going to not anytime you're available. You <laughs> let me know when you said that my eye, I, 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 did you see the fire light bit. up in my eyes? Um, but you have to ask and you, and just know that I uh, might be grumpy on about it for a little bit. I told someone the other day, ask. this is the same thing. We just, you just tried to describe something in your home to me. You're like, well, you go in, you go to the left and you said, you've never been there. And I said, cause you've never invited but me. But I have. And you. then you said, well, you're always invited. And I'm like, that's not really an invite. <laughs> it's you know true. What I mean? You're right. It isn't. Because um, if I showed up, you'd be like, listen, why are you here? What's uh, up? Okay. Is there something I wrong? will talk to your wife and we will figure out a time okay. for right. you to come to my For, house and drop off the kids so that you can watch them. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. God, I would so amazing, much rather Megan. watch them at your house. Oh well, you're welcome um, to. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Going back, yes. So some like I, uh, I think that my nature is to be kind of selfish. Honestly, I don't know if that's a normal thing, but. Mm, it feels human. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so, but so sometimes I have to really actively be like, don't just pick yourself, like do this for your friend, even though it isn't exactly what you want to do right now, because that's the thing that's going to be good for your community or be part of your community. So, but yeah, but sometimes it takes me a minute. Like yeah. I, vol- I volunteered for like something at school and I was like, I'll help you. I was like, and when the time comes for us to actually do it, I'll be happy about it. <laughs> And the guy, 
<laughs> the guy, the other teacher, my colleague was like, but you're not happy now. And I was like, not really. No, not at all right now. <laughs> no, I, I think that that's a big piece of it too, though. Like, so I think the part that I tried to get communicated and, and that has resonated with me about all of this stuff is Jesus' ability to kind of throw this out there as like, hey, here's the best way to live. Try this on for size. See if you don't feel better about your life when you're giving yeah. something away. And if you aren't, then like have it all back. Don't, you know, go do, do something different, right? But that's fine. But I just think that you're going to have something about you. You're going to be like, I just feel genuinely more in touch with myself and yeah. my community and my world and and a higher power or or purpose in my life because I am doing something as as minutia as as serving food to a homeless person. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. or something that's like I'm I'm giving myself away in in some way, shape, or form. I just think that the payoff of that is is monumental, and we know it. And and then we talk ourselves out of how good it is, and we say, "Well, we're busy or not." Oh, yeah, overqualified. Which is why sometimes you have to just ignore all of those and just be like, "I'm just gonna do it." it. I'm not happy about it, but I'm gonna do it. I know. And and then like never once have I like. I mean, there may be like some work things I've been ha- unhappy about it the whole time, but never once have I like kind of begrudgingly agreed to watch my friend's kids and been mad about it afterwards. Right. I've always been like, that was really fun. I feel like I have a really great connection with them now. Like, and then the next time I see them, they know me and like, we have this really sweet bond. And so like, there's never been a time where I've been like, I hated that all the way through. Yeah. So you keep bringing it up. So I am definitely going to open that up, that opportunity for you. So I would hate um, to rob you of the opportunity <laughs> to spend time with Clive and Kylie. Or Kylie and Joey. I don't think Kylie needs no, a babysitter. No, she probably's good. Yeah, she's probably, now that I think about it, she's probably okay. That's good. Good. Anything else? Uh, nope, I'm good. Okay, we are finishing up that series uh, this upcoming Sunday. We'd love to have you be a part of part four. We're going to be doing communion together, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be great. We were supposed to have a baptism this last weekend, uh, and we even <laughs> filmed it oh. and everything, and he was moving, and this was his last weekend in oh, town, no. and he was moving to Portland, and he texted me on Thursday or Friday and was like, hey, man, I hate to do this to you, but we, I have got to beat this storm. Yeah. And so I'm not going to be able to be there on oh, Sunday. Oh, no. So uh, it, was, it was unfortunate. That is unfortunate. We have a video of a great story, and hopefully someday yeah. he comes back through town and we can make this thing happen. <laughs> but anyways, that was kind of a fun. I'm looking over at the chair being like. Oh, uh, yeah. Why is the chair why like is the that? chair right there? And I was like, oh, that's right. We filmed that. Um, okay. Uh, let's jump into our something let's interesting. Let's do it. I'll go first. I, I, I at risk of... Uh, having talked about this before, I don't <laughs> think that I have on uh-huh. this on this podcast. Yeah, um, and I threw it out to you, and I, I preface it with do. you. I know. Well, on this, <laughs> yeah, on this. I mean, I mean, uh, I don't know. What I, I don't know what I mean. I guess. But did you watch Squid Game, the no, Netflix show? The, I did not. The hit during COVID. I know, it was but like it was like really violent, wasn't it? South Korean uh, reality. Didn't they like all game. die? Yeah, but it, I mean, it wasn't a reality game. It was, no, it the, was fi- the fictional one. fictional reality TV. Yeah thing uh that you didn't know was uh, was reality tv until then like the people got involved and then you know anyways i'm trying to give away part of the story but i'm i'm assuming that most of our readers have watched i'm not going to explain squid game to you but it was a hit it was a covid crusher and uh it kept us you know kept us having something to do Mm -hmm. during that time well they uh have come up with a kind of a spinoff of a covid or sorry a squid game Mm -hmm. actual reality oh yeah Uh uh-huh with, Where uh, hopefully people don't die. Americans. No, they don't, but they are wearing <laughs> ink 
necklaces. Oh. And so when they quote unquote die, that ink explodes oh. as if they got shot. Oh, and wow. then they fall on the ground and play dead. <laughs> and they know it's coming sometimes too, because they'll be oh. like like they, there's one of the games where they have to like cut out these shapes out mm-hmm. of these um honeycomb cookie things. And if you break any part of the shape, then uh, you're dead. So they yeah. would break it and they'll just look at their friends and be like, Oh my God, good luck. And then <laughs> poof, and then they fall on the ground. And I wasn't sure. I really enjoyed Squid Game. Uh-huh. I came into this with a little bit of skepticism because usually like spinoffs and sequels mm-hmm. for me are just like, wah, wah. Like I, I mentioned on Sunday, when the original is good and then everybody tries to like capitalize on that and get the momentum for it, it's usually because they're just trying to cheat and beat you out of like actual involvement in the story or the characters or anything like that. So I'm usually out. This is actually pretty good. Oh, that's good. It's good. We're enjoying it. It's on Netflix. Kylie and I have been watching. We're like three episodes in. Nice. Uh, and uh, and the, the drama involved in it is is fun enough um, that you kind of fall in love with some characters. They kill off some of them. So it's not Ooh, like you know yeah. who's uh-huh. like, oh, well, clearly it's going to be one of these three because that's all they're focusing on. Yeah. Um, they've had different focuses and then they, you know, those people lose and they're out of it. And uh, the the grand prize is up to like three something million dollars. Oh, wow. And uh, there's like 40 people left. So, nice. you know, that's a, that's a pretty big number. 40 uh, people. That's a lot. They're pretty motivated. Well, it starts off with 400. Oh, wow. And after the first game, they're down to like 250. Oh, okay. And then after that. It's a pretty high attrition. Right. High, high attrition. Yeah. Well, that's the fun part, right? If, yeah. if one people, yeah, one person, yeah. no, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> they did an adult game of Battleship. They Ooh. called it Warships because I'm sure there was a, a yeah. lawsuit involved with well, it. Well, yeah, true. Because all of them kept going, I played Warships as a growing up as a kid. And yeah. I, I'm sitting on my couch going, you did not. You played Battleship, <laughs> but you don't want to pay Mattel or, yeah. you were told by uh, the producers, Bradley you can't not call to it call that. it. <laughs> yeah. How many takes did it take you to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, sorry. Warships. I played Warships yeah. all the time as a kid. <laughs> was um, it like life size? Yes. Was it in a pool? It was life size, and then they not in a pool, but they they had it a board. It would have been cooler if it was in a pool. And they had boats, and then you had to stand in your boat. Oh. And then if your boat sunk, you're out of the game. Oh. And then there's a captain up there, and they're yeah, like putting uh-huh. pegs in and playing on the other side. That's kind of cool. It was cool. brilliant. It was yeah. really really good twist. It was the first game that they had played that wasn't on the actual show. Oh. Every game so far up to okay. this point had been on the show, and then this was something different. So yeah. it's kind of ranging out, and uh, yeah, it's That's on cool. Netflix too. So you know. Who doesn't have Netflix, right? I mean, sorry. I don't mean to be bougie. I just mean, I, it feels like it comes with everything now. So we're like, we'll give you a month of Netflix if you sign up for our cheese tray once a month. Uh, Anyways, yeah. all right. That's, that's my cool. something interesting. Uh, just look it up. Squid Game Reality Show, I think is what it's called. So nice. uh, there might be a different name, but that's I think one. that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. What do you got? Um, I got a, um, the teacher next door to me gave me a like science um, daily calendar thing. Um, and basically it's, um, it's like what happened in science on this day when, whenever ago. So in 2022, so not that long ago, January 6, 2022. So two a year years. ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Two years ago. Two years ago. Uh, it's 24. So the, some researchers at the university of Copenhagen published some findings that there is ambient DNA. So there's DNA in the air of most zoos. So like the it, like the animals, right? The whatever they do okay. has enough that they they can like look at like take air samples and find DNA and like match it to like the area of that animal, right? So the team found that not only was DNA present, but it existed in sufficient amounts to identify each species present within the zoo itself. 
So the air in the zoo has. Did you say this is Copenhagen? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what, I have what does that have here. to do with I'll anything? Let, I'll let you finish yours, and then I want to talk. <laughs> I want to. I want to bounce okay. off of this. This seems like it blew your mind a little. Well, only because I read something this morning. <laughs> oh, okay. About Copenhagen. Isn't that weird when that happens? And one of their well, new the laws. study was at the University of Copenhagen, but I don't know if it was at the Copenhagen Zoo. I assume it was at a zoo in Copenhagen. Okay. But anyway, so basically, what they're saying is the air within a zoo has enough DNA in it from the animals that you can identify what animals are in the zoo, which I don't know if that would presumably mean that there is like human DNA in the air. Like if you're in a highly concentrated area, are you, you're breathing out enough saliva, right? That, right, right. that there's human DNA in the air. Um, I'm not, I haven't read the actual study, so I don't know what that is about, but so that I just thought that was really cool. So um, also I want I told you the preface of this because I wanted to warn everyone that you're probably going to be getting a lot of this day in science um, facts <laughs> this year because that is a, a daily source of cool information yeah, that I'm getting. That's great. So <laughs> which sparked one for me. So I'm going to get two today, and I hope that that's okay. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Mine's with me. a cheap TV show, and I do TV shows all the time, so that's fine. I, um, I brought this up because uh, you mentioned DNA in, in, in air, and I, I thought this was Copenhagen, but it's not. It's oh. actually in uh, Italy somewhere. Um, but they are turning to DNA tests to tackle the scourge of dog mess on the streets. Oh. You register your dog, and if they find a mess in the area that was not cleaned up, <laughs> they'll do DNA testing on it to figure out whose what? poop this was, and then find... <laughs> The people who own the dog between <laughs> fifty to five hundred euros, oh my based on gosh. their like how many times they've they have caught you, yeah, which translates to about fifty four hundred dollars to fifty uh, five hundred forty bucks. Yeah, any owner who refuses the DNA profiling for their dog will face fines of two hundred ninety two to thousand forty eight euros. Wow, wild! How bad does the poop like? picking up problem have to be it that says, you resort to So it's in the this. Italian uh, uh, city called Bolzano. Bolzano. Okay. Where's uh, that? Bolzano? Do you know? Bolzano. Bolzano receives a few hundred complaints a year from citizens about improper management of public land. More than half are for dogs. Because nice. uh, this is coming from Reuters, by the way. Law enforcement <laughs> law enforcement could only catch three or four of them because they have to go there and set up kind of stakeout. <laughs> so we're tired of wasting man hours on this. Watching dogs poop and waiting so to see if their owner will pick it up. Scientific man hours on this. Yeah, but theoretically, you can do it like through the vet or, you know, like... Yeah, man. But you could like make a computer program. Once it's in the computer, it's not. I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, owners are expected to have blood tests for their dogs uh, at a cost ranging from 65 to 100 euros. He did not give an estimated cost for the project with the detection and administrative expenses expected to cover to be covered from the fines. So it's I'm wild. Sure I the, mean, I'm sure the real hope is that this will just be a stronger deterrent, right? Yeah. So yeah. like I don't you want them have to... to register your dog's DNA. Yeah. And if we find dog poo, we're going to test it. And if it's your dog, oh, you're going to be charged. Just wringing your hands going, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't have my eyes on Fido the whole time today. Yeah. <laughs> um, and honestly, if this dog, if if I had a dog that like ended up doing this several times, just yeah. figuring out ways to sneak it past me, <laughs> and I'm getting fined $1,000, you know what happens to that dog, it Megan? It goes away. That goes away. <laughs> That dog disappeared. I'm not sure what happened to him. I'm so sorry, Jovi. Uh, Genevieve went to live in a different home. 
That's what would happen to that. A hundred percent. I think she ran away. So, oh my gosh. I don't know. Anyways. All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. Love to have you on Sunday, 9, 15, 10, 30 in person at the Uptown Theater here in Richland uh, for part four or uh, online via our live stream. Go to eastlaketricities.com slash live stream or download our app. It's really easy to find in there as well. Yeah. Have a great week. We will be off next week because I'm out of town oh, next okay. week. So I'm the one traveling next nice. week. Nice. Um, We're just going to be, be piecemeal for a little bit. It's going to be a little off. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll just have more content. I mean, yeah, we're at 43 minutes yeah. today, so it's like a, it's like an episode and a half today, really. Um, so, you know, maybe we'll get an episode and a half next time, yeah, and yeah. that'll balance out to yeah, like what it would be if go. we were every week. Have a great week, everybody. See Bye. Ya.